Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. I'm Ben. As always, we're joined by our super producer, Noel the Chameleon Brown. But wait, are you really Scott Benjamin? Am I really Ben Bolin? Or do we just appear to be? Ah, clever, Ben. Very clever way to lead into this one. Because uh, what we're going to talk about today is, uh, is, I guess, chameleon-esque in nature, right? I mean, it's something that, uh, it's a vehicle that uh, you never really see the vehicle on screen. No, that, that's the weird part about not this, when everything's working. You'll never know if you really are seeing the Blackbird in action or not. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You may have already seen the vehicle we're exploring today, the Mill Blackbird, and not have known it. And here's the kicker. Here's the Shyamalan twist. That's the way the makers of the Blackbird want it. Yeah, it's like they designed a car that they don't want you to see, which is very strange. And you won't understand any of this unless you watch this uh, this two-minute video that's online. You can do that now or whenever, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just the Mill Blackbird, and yeah. it shows the capability of, of this vehicle that we're going to talk about today. Can we do, uh, and I don't want to put you too much on the spot here, Scott, but can we do a, by way of segue or background, could, could you tell us a little bit about your experience that would apply to some of this oh it's uh it's only uh tangentially related i guess in a, in a way but it uh yeah it, with the uh the auto industry up in detroit i i had some uh occasions i guess to shoot product reels and pr footage for the manufacturers and that would involve shooting every single vehicle every single you know uh, model year that like, uh, you know when they would make changes every conceivable angle yeah every angle so there'd be statics and you know still beauty shots i guess mm-hmm. and then there would be pushes and pulls of everything and close-ups of badges and mm-hmm. driving shots you know like running footage and you do that every single year and you would put together this reel that would go to uh well both local local news stations and also national news stations as well mm-hmm. so like if if let's say that um well the bad reason to use this would be uh, if there's a recall on, let's say, uh, Dodge Caravan or something. Right, yeah. They need to have running footage of the Dodge Caravan from that model year, and that's where they would pull it from. So we would create all this stuff and then send it out to everybody all across the, well, actually around the world, because it would go, uh, you know, overseas as well. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, if, if there wasn't any change between, you know, 
model years, it would be simply just taking that footage and, and putting it in the place again, you know, in the next model year. But you don't have to shoot, a, you know, a few of them, not every single one of them mm-hmm. across the board every single year. Uh, but it was a huge, huge project. And Ben, there was another instance of, of this, uh, I guess something like this would be valuable to us in another instance as well. And uh, when we're doing um, training, service training, mm-hmm. or any kind of video shoot, let's say it was a, um, a glove box video, because you used to have these glove box videos that you put in, um, it was actually a, a VHS cassette that you would put inside of the glove box of the new vehicles. And, you know, every single one of them that came off the line would have these. And I would assume now they're DVD, if they even still do them. They're probably just online somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of times what would happen is that you don't have access to the exact right vehicle. Let's say that it's a 2017 model right now, and mm-hmm. it's, it's still midway in uh, 2016. Sure, they've got one or two that are, that are available that they've built, you know, in, uh, in the design studio. Uh, with the exact right packages, you know, like the wheel packages, the yeah. badges, the, the cladding or whatever, the interior. But maybe let's say that, you know, we're here in Atlanta and we want to shoot them here in a studio and they're out on the West Coast somewhere because they're using them for an ad there. Ah, I see. Um, you know, so availability was really key for these things. And if you didn't have the, the vehicle available, then you had to do some really tricky. And, and this was, uh, you know, back in the 1990s and early mm-hmm. 2000s. So it's far different from what we're talking about today. But it was tricky to you know, make it look or appear as if it was the 2017 model, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, um, with the wheels and the, the correct badge. To and everything. cheat it out. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't really do it that way. You almost had to, to fool. You had to do it in, a, in, you know, with creative angles and things instead of right. instead of that way. And there, there was a, a rough version of, you know, computer graphics that would allow you to change the wheels and, you know, match and everything. But um, really, really difficult compared to what it, what they have to, uh, to deal with today or what they have to use today, I should say, the tools. Right. Uh, and that tool, uh, this new kid on the block here, is the Mill Blackbird. It is, ladies and gentlemen, the first fully adjustable car rig. And it creates, it's used to create photorealistic, computer-generated cars for uh, video. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, a listener, several listeners actually wrote in about this. We mm-hmm. should just mention those now. Yeah. Um, a few wrote in, Kelly, Kelly D. wrote in via email, um, well, our own Matt Frederick also wrote me and right. said, uh, said he wanted to see, hear about this as well. There were others too, you know, on Facebook that had mentioned it, you know, or just sent a link or something like that. But, um, everybody seems to be pretty interested in this or, or was at least a couple of weeks ago. And Kelly wrote in and said, uh, guys, while I write this, I'm watching that fabulous 1978 to 79 Expedition de las Americas. Great mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Kelly's talking about the, uh, the podcast as well as the video that went along with it. Oh, thanks. Kelly took the time to watch the, the video as well. Thanks, Katie. Um, um, so, oh, and also, uh, Kelly says, have you heard of the Mill Blackbird? Now, check out this promotional video. Times are changing. And, Kelly, you're exactly right. These are, this is, um, it really is revolutionary. And you'd have to see it to understand exactly what we're talking about again. So, so mm-hmm. this is one where you really do have to, to go out and look at, you know, a, a two-minute video clip that goes along with uh, with this podcast, I suppose. We'll post that on Facebook and uh, maybe even a link to it on Twitter, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can you can see exactly what we're talking about, but it is fascinating what they can do with this thing. And it's so simple. It's one of those things, Ben, like once once you see it, it's like, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I create something like this? It's so easy to uh, – it, it's such, yeah. an, such an easy idea to come up with, but difficult to implement, I'm sure, because mm-hmm. it took them two years – uh, with several different builders involved. It wasn't just a, the place called The Mill, which is um, an ad agency. Um, right. They also worked with uh, an outfit 
called uh, Gem, right? Yeah, Gem FX mm-hmm. and Performance Filmworks, and there was another one, um, Kessel Camera, I think was the other one. So, you know, collaboration between all of them. But the reason that it was in the news recently is because it won a huge award as well. It was uh, um, nominated or actually entered into and then won the uh, the Cannes Lions Award uh, for innovation and won the award, the, the gold award for this year. Yeah, which is spectacular. Won the, they won the gold lion. And Ben, I think we should just get this out of the way now. We should hmm. mention what the the lion awards are. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So they're held in uh, Cannes or Cannes, France, mm-hmm. every year. Uh huh. And um, just in general, I guess they're they're it's kind of, it's kind of like an international festival of creativity. It's like this uh, this big global event where people from all over the world compete. And it's, uh, again, creative communications, uh, you know, advertising, all kinds of related fields to that. Um, there are eight days that this, this festival is held. It's this huge jury panel of professionals in their respective fields that, that are judging all these different awards. And it's not just the one that, uh, you know, the, the Blackbird one that we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the Innovation Lion. There are other ones as well. There's, the, you know, awards in design and entertainment and film craft and outdoor advertising and print and publishing. There's... Many, many more awards as well. You know, there are also like special awards like agency, the agency of the year, the network of the year, things like that. So, um, this is the, a huge, huge event. Great mm-hmm. big, and not, not, um, not like the film festival or anything. It's, right. it's, it's different. Um, you have to go and show your product to this jury who then votes, you know, to, uh, to either, uh, well, give you the gold award or I think mm-hmm. there's also silver and bronze as well. But, um, the one that the Blackbird won this year was mm-hmm. the, Innovation Lion, and the Innovation Lion specifically celebrates pioneering technological creativity, and, man, they hit it right on the nose with this one, I think. I mean, I don't see how it could not win this award, really, when you think about it. I didn't see the other entrance, but, man, this thing is is really slick in what it can do. I mean, and, and the thing is, innovation, I mean, up until this point, and we, we talked about this off air, is that, you know, we, you, you and I, and I think... Most of our audience and, and mm-hmm. everybody really is, mm-hmm. is getting pretty good at spotting fakes, you know, like CG graphic, you know, computer graphic fakes yeah. uh, on screen in movies, on television, you know, wherever it is. You know, it, you can you can spot the difference between, you know, like what's a, what's a video game and what's not a video game. I know that the background right. looks pretty real, but when it comes right down to it, you know, you can spot little things that, that make it stand out as being a, uh, a fake. It's not photo real as, um, as the mill points out. And they've gotten really good at creating photorealistic vehicles but up until the point that they created the blackbird they had to deal with other issues that you know you might not think of mm-hmm. that uh you know there's different wheelbases to cars of course you know the way that the car moves over the ground if it's a cg vehicle it moves over the ground in a way that maybe it is not quite exactly right or the shadows are a little bit off or you know um the reflections in it are not exactly right but but the mill's getting really really good at that the thing that the the uh, the Blackbird can do is that it can be adjusted to the exact right wheelbase of the vehicle that they're trying to skin it with, you know, yeah. in, in a computer graphic way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sloppy about the way I say this because I'm not in the industry, but right, the the that it can match the physical dimensions of the vehicle they're going to later place over its uh, over this chassis, essentially. Uh, via post-production sorcery. Yeah, and when you watch that, again, that two-minute video, yeah. you're going to be blown away by how accurate these things look. I mean, it, you would be fooled that it's not the, the uh, and I've watched it again and again and again, but um, you'll be fooled that it's not the actual vehicle that's that's in front of your eyes. I mean, they, they do the thing where, you know, the Blackbird is on screen, and then the vehicle yeah. is skinned right in front of you, 
and then it continues to you know to do the scene or whatever it is, and it completely fools you. I mean, it looks it looks perfect. It's real. Yeah, and this is this is a fascinating thing because, as as you said, Scott, if you if we go back and we look at the computer generated imagery from even the early two thousands, it's noticeably different. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not fooling anybody. It might not ride on the ground the correct way. The shadows may be off. This the the car rig is a triumph of both hardware and software. The Mill Blackbird. Uh, oh, and fun trivia. Do we say this yet? An important piece of trivia. What's that? Well, a moderately important, an interesting piece of trivia. <laughs> Why is it called the Mill Blackbird? Why is it called the Mill Blackbird? Well, the Mill is the company that built it, right? And the Blackbird. You want you want to tell them? Well, the Blackbird uh, comes because it was assembled, fabricated. By these technicians from Gem FX, and they they built it in the same hangar that the Blackbird SR seventy one supersonic jet was manufactured in. Very cool. Which is which is a great. I mean, it's a great marketing thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're not using the same engine. As a matter of fact, this has an electric motor. <laughs> they're not using the same engine, really. But, yeah, it's sorry, not capable, of, uh, not capable of Mach three point two. Which is one of the main criticisms. <laughs> yeah, I would but, say so. But it was um, the engineering here depends on a lot more than just physically lengthening or shortening or um, vertically growing or shortening the the car. You know what I mean? The yeah. wheelbase or the height, which is remarkable. By the which way, which is remarkable. One of the things, one of the unsung heroes of this endeavor. Uh, comes in the the software its ability to simultaneously drive and capture that footage that in what what we, yesteryears uh <laughs> that that in those in older days we would have to have people capture specific angles over and over yes. right the badging you'd have to repeat the, the static you'd have to repeat the motion over and over and mm-hmm. over again to get every single angle and the way that it does it now is with uh, a combination of what they call high dynamic range imagery and 3D laser scanning yes. and they can create these virtual versions of not only you know the the vehicle but the environment that it's traveling in so uh you know this it's easy to recreate all this stuff uh you know once you're once you've done the shoot once uh, once mm-hmm. everything is all wrapped up They've got just loads of information that they can then manipulate in however, in whichever way they want, or they can just leave it simply leave it alone, and know that it's going to be accurate. It's going to be exactly accurate. It's going to look as if that vehicle was traveling in that environment. It's it's really amazing. It's an amazing tool, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to shortchange the the uh, the adjustability of that chassis because that's really what sets this thing apart from every other uh, vehicle like this. You know, they've done they've done this in the past where they would you know shoot the the previous model year. Yeah. And you know it's this, it's generally the same vehicle, but maybe the lights are different, or maybe the uh, you know the, there's an addition of a roof rack or something that you know that wasn't there before. They had to go through and and you know change that for every single millisecond of footage that they shot. You know I don't know how to how to how they do it exactly frame by frame or, or right. what now now what the terms are now, but um, it was a, a painstaking process of changing it to make it look like the next model year. Well now. It's simply a matter of just programming the changes into the computer and allowing it to run, you know, to render and say, well, you know, aside from, you know, if the wheelbase is longer or shorter, that can't be changed, I guess, once it's already shot. But 
they can reskin this thing to make it look however they want. So you could put a different, mm-hmm. you could put an entirely different body on it as long as it had the same, uh, same wheelbase. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing is that in that, in that clip, they're going to show you, um, footage of, you know, where they've, they've, they've created these photorealistic vehicles and they've done it in, in a very clever way, you know, like to, for gaming and, you know, movies or whatever, where they can make a, an, an older model Corvette look like the brand new Corvette, the one before we even really saw it mm-hmm. on the road. Exactly. And yeah. then they can do the exact same scene with, uh, they change it into a Mustang. They change it into, um, I don't know, an infinity vehicle. Uh, but the, but it's the exact same scene. Everything is exactly the same except the skin of the car that, or the skin of the, the vehicle that's, mm-hmm. that's, uh, creating the scene. It's, it, again, I know it's tough to, uh, tough to describe here in an audio podcast, but once you see it, you'll understand what we're talking about. It's very, very clever. And, uh, it, and again, for them to win an innovation award, I'd say it'd be a crime not to win an innovation award with this thing. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing tool. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. There's a guy here named Lev Yevstertov who is crucial to the development of this vehicle and its uh, sensing abilities. So he is uh, a legendary technician who works for Performance Filmworks. Mm -hmm. And he developed this in conjunction with the other folks from Mill and from Gem who are working on this, Gem FX. 
Before, however, before he worked on this, he had worked on some other filming rigs for vehicles. One other award-winning innovation he made is the Ultimate Arm. Very cool. Yeah, and the Ultimate Arm looks like a crane that mounts to the top of a vehicle and then, you know, cants over and shoots from directly outside. It looks like a uh, a camera boom that is attached to the top of an SUV. Yes, yeah. And they, only there's more to it than that. For this, they won their second lifetime achievement award. Uh, it was an Academy Award for technical achievement. So you got an Oscar for this. Really? You know, you know what? On the uh, if, if again, if I keep referring back to this, but that two minute promotional video from uh, from the mill, yeah, that that that, uh, that highlights the capabilities of the Blackbird. That device, that uh, what was the name of that again? The arm, the ultimate the, arm, the ultimate arm, the ultimate arm makes an appearance in that two minute video along with the Blackbird. I yeah, you're right. They they uh, they, they co star in this thing. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of films, this this guy dev- designs the kind of filming technology that you'll see in Iron Man one and two, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Quantum of Solace, the the James Bond flick, Terminator Salvation. Even the Hangover and Inception. Hey Ben, as part of uh, as part of that running footage stuff, I've been on a camera car before. Have I've you been, really? Yeah, it's, That's they're, cool. they're interesting rigs. It's almost it, it might even be worth a, a podcast. Yeah, um, a full podcast because they're they're fascinating, fascinating because they're they're so specially specially built. I mean, now you take a you know a vehicle that not wasn't necessarily made to be a camera car, and you make it into one. It takes a lot of extra. Um, you know, fabrication in order to do that, but it's a, it's just a series of decks and handles and and tie yeah. downs and it was they're really fascinating vehicles. They're very very heavy, um, you know, and they and they're very stable. They're very smooth. So it's all about you know keeping the the decks and everything level and smooth and riding so, kind of like a soft ride. Yeah. Uh, but man, they're they're interesting vehicles. And I, if I mean looking at the ultimate arm there, uh, there's probably a lot more to talk about than just you know a brief mention like we're doing here. But uh-huh. um, I would bet these things have advanced. Immensely over the last you know decade that I've been away from them, and again that's the same type of thing we're seeing even in the Blackbird. You know, there's a whole array of cameras, and it's and they're all stabilized. And I'd love to find out how all that all that stuff works. You know, the camera stabilization in a in a moving vehicle that's got to be tricky. So right, um, just fascinated by this whole thing. But what it captures, it captures every single angle, and then all that stuff can be you know brought together and and um, I don't know. I guess you call it uh, you know woven together into to one image, then that that makes perfect sense. It it, it visually makes sense to you when you see it. Mm-hmm. You realize, like, well, this is a, a you know a virtual reality environment that it's traveling in, but it looks like the real vehicle. So this brings us to a a different question. It's got these astonishing capabilities that directly address the um, the logistical problems in getting real cars out for any kind of filming, but. They also address the technical difficulties of rendering a CGI car. Uh, the biggest difficulty would be replicating wheels and physical dimensions. So that telescoping frame and the interchangeable rims can help that aspect of it. Yeah, this thing, it had um, almost like, I guess you'd call it modular um, uh, wheels in that it allows the hubs from any manufacturer to be put in place and then uh, allows them to bolt on any combination of wheels they want. And, of course, when you're able to re- replicate the exact wheelbase and the exact width of the vehicle, right. that's all you need. Once you've got the wheels and the, and the, the wheelbase and the width of the vehicle and 
Also, and you know what else is critical? Hmm. And we haven't talked about this, is that it's an, it's an electric vehicle. Ah, yes. And yeah, this so is one of the most important parts, I think. It has no engine. So, uh, you know, electric vehicles accelerate differently than do gasoline-powered vehicles mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, or diesel-powered vehicles. So let's say that it's a, a manual transmission vehicle and you want to be able to see those shift points at the, at the logical point where they would be doing that. I mean, it's noticeable from the outside. It's, it's, it's you know, minuscule, but it's noticeable. They can program in those shift points to the exact point where it would normally happen and make it appear even more realistic. So, again, just fascinating the way that they've thought of everything in this. Yeah, because the engineers are also as active during a shoot as would be the director or the camera folks. The, this, I, this idea, this concept of being able to dial in performance specs to a drivetrain means that it's able to, within certain capacities, we do have to be careful because, you know, some of this will be marketing, so a little bit biased, right? Sure. But the ability to dial in certain performance specifications or capabilities mean that it's not just appearing to be a chameleon. It's not just a cosmetic chameleon. It's also a performance chameleon. It's going to travel in the exact same way that the... That the uh um, the, the real vehicle would on on right. the, on that road. It's it's really it's so so clever, and you have to see the thing in action to understand. It's it's it, I I know that how this this came about. I mean, I bet a lot of the guys were sitting around, you know, thinking like, what kind of? Well, we have a lot of problems with production, you know, like because yeah. we're trying to make this vehicle look like it's one year, you know, one model year later, so it doesn't have the right wheels. So we need mm-hmm. a way to to do that every time. How can we just simply make that that work? Then the wheelbase issue, that's something that's completely new. That's something that no one had been, no one had really done. And it's, and it's all electric too. It's just a push of a button. It's not like they have to, uh, you know, permanently set this up and then tear it all down again and then set it up for another vehicle. It's, it's, it's a simple matter of just dialing in the right dimensions. And, mm-hmm. and they do it that way. They can also mimic suspension travel and, uh, and ride height, as you mentioned before. Um, I think they probably just were thinking like, what, what are the, the main, Issues that we have, and it would be the wheels, the wheelbase, and the width, and that's that's it really, because they are so good at creating those those digital skins uh, of any kind on it, and you'll see them uh, create you know small hatchbacks, and they'll also create you know big luxury vehicles, all out of the same vehicle. It all comes from the Blackbird in in this video. Uh, I would love to be around this thing for a day, a week, or whatever, right? Just to see what the, what else is possible with it, because I think we're only getting a taste of what this thing can really do. I'd, I'd love to see. You know what they do with the with the information that they bring back after the shoot. You know, like what what what's the the process of the whole thing of getting it to the refined state that you see it, uh, you know, on television eventually. You know, right. for, for the uh, the latest Chevy ad or the latest Audi ad or you know where, wherever the you know whoever the manufacturer may be because they they do uh, work with some of the big names in the in the. Um, in the industry. In the, yeah, in the industry. Um, Porsche, Dodge, Mercedes, Nissan, Lexus, Audi, all those. Chevrolet in, as well. Yeah, Chevrolet. In addition to all those, uh, the mill also works with other you know, groups as well. They work with Mentos and Gatorade and Nike and KFC. They've got a huge array of clients. Now, I know the uh, the mill Blackbird isn't necessarily going to benefit the other clients, but. It might. But, I mean, how much is it to uh, hire that? Versus, you know, hiring a Countach or something well, for your next you know, commercial. You're absolutely right, Ben. I didn't even think of that. Like, if let's say that KFC wants to have a, uh, a Lamborghini pull up to the drive-through window at their uh, yeah at their location. Well, instead of renting one for the day, or you know, hey, I know a friend who has one, but it's a few years old, or you know, whatever, uh, they just simply bring out the Blackbird, and and there it is. It's done, That's and it's that easy. Question. And and again, like 
everything is going to be exactly right on it. The, the reflections, it's going to appear as if, to the client, it's going to appear as if that was the vehicle they used for that shoot. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. I think this is a fantastic point, but it brings me to a question I have for all of us listening to this show right now, which is, is this going too far? I know this is a little philosophical and maybe I'm being an old, uh, a, a, a cantankerous old man about it. But what we're seeing is that now, at least for that aspect, they're not using the real car to sell the product. In a lot of other industries or when people sell other things, there's an emphasis on truth in advertising. Ah, uh, but you know, here's the thing. Like they, they, like I said early on, they may only have built one or two of the vehicles on a pilot line somewhere out west. Yeah. And they need it here in Atlanta today. So how, you know, the logistics of getting it here would be difficult or, you know, maybe it's that they uh, they have a plan to build, you know, the 2017 uh, Audi TT or whatever, and uh-huh. it's got some you know, minor cosmetic changes between the old version and the new version. But it would be so costly to take the old version and shoot that and then make the changes that they need to rather than just from the from the get go, use the Blackbird and then create 
the new one out of it. And, and they know exactly what that's going to be. I mean, they're given the, uh, you know, the, uh, the final specs from the manufacturer. They're going to be given all the information they need from the manufacturer to make it look exactly the way it's going to look. Um, so it's not like they're not going to throw a, a I don't think they would ever throw like a prototype body on there because you know we know how that works. You know when you see a show car, or a prototype, or a, you know a, a vehicle in an auto show, and then it dramatically changes between that and the production version of the, whatever that vehicle is. That happens yeah. often, so they're not going to be foolish enough to do that in their advertising. I don't think, unless they say, you know, there's always disclaimers, I guess, and sure. that, you know, um, optional packages shown or you know whatever they they throw down at the bottom in the tiny tiny print that you can't read. Um, but I don't think they would do that. But what about like manufacturers that are going to come out with a supercar next year or something, and they don't have one in their current product line, and they don't? I mean, yeah. And and they're going to build it, and they're still in production, but they haven't created that that first one that they're comfortable showing the public yet. That is, you know, the production version. They've only got the prototype, or they've only got, uh, you know, maybe one. Like I said, that's you know somewhere else in the world right now, touring on the auto circuit, or yeah. auto show circuit. Um, it's just logistics. There's a lot of logistic problems with these things. So uh, I kind of get that you know they're they're showing something that they don't necessarily have a thousand of yet. But uh, I don't well, think, can, I, can you hold that against them? No, and that's a good point. I I guess this this would be the question: How accurate can this mimicry become? Is it truly able to accurately portray the nuance of the vehicles it's mimicking? So. A journalist named Matt Smith over at CarGuru, at the CarGuru blog, a great site, uh, he's asking about that. He says, you know, coming from someone who battles with the logistics of cars and content on a weekly basis, you know, getting car A to site B to do a review, etc., the convenience factor is undeniable and it's revelatory. But he said, as a consumer of advertising and as a person, it forces him to ask, is anything truly real anymore? Hopefully, in response to your question, Mr. Smith, hopefully the car you actually end up buying will be real. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, they're going to have the product eventually on the lot, so you're going to buy a real car. It's just, is the the car that's on the commercial that you're seeing eight months ahead of time, is that is that really there? I don't know if that even matters or not. I mean, I guess you don't want it to look so cartoony and so fake that, you know, no one, no one, no one buys it. But, you know, I mean, buys it, uh, you know, that, that it's real. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's really all that important to have the, like a, a real true working model in a commercial again months ahead of time when you know that the, that's just not the way the auto production works. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good thing. I guess I'm being, um, a little overly philosophical about this one, my mm-hmm. friend, because I know as someone who loves this kind of gadgetry, I would be such a fanboy on, like, on the lot, on a shoot, on heck, on the street, if I saw this thing do its transformer move, you know, oh, yeah. because apparently it happens pretty quickly. Yeah, you're right. It would happen quickly. I mean, I think it's just a, a simple, they say it's just a push of a button and it, right. and it transforms into whatever they want. I'm sure it's all dialed in. So, you know, it's easy to manipulate, but, um, I bet it does happen fast. Where I would, where I would have a problem with it is if it was showing capability that the real vehicle didn't have. Maybe oh, okay. that would be something. So, and I know that's not really the case with, with this vehicle, but, Let's say they had one that was like a rock crawler version, you know, then it, yeah. it was like incredible off-road machine uh-huh. and they put it, you know, a body of, you know, a Jeep product or something. Now, Jeep's probably a bad example because they, they're really good at off-roading, but um, they put, 
uh, let's say the, the skin of a, um, I don't know, like a Volkswagen GTI on it. And they, they show it, you know, crossing the Rubicon Trail. And you're thinking, well, <laughs> you know, well, my GTI is not going to cross the Rubicon Trail. And it doesn't certainly, there's no way it's going to climb that boulder. Or someone but, would buy buy it and and wreck their car. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like you don't or you don't show, you know, like a, an economy car drifting on a, you know, a, a sure. world-class race course or anything. Right. Um but I, I guess you could in this it, with something like this with the, you could skin it with something that's just ridiculous and and make it look that way. Yeah. Um this is kind of middle of the road uh vehicle though. I don't think it's like a, a super performance vehicle or anything by any means. But um yeah, it's not going to be like uh, <laughs> doing any off-road, uh, you know, demos or anything anytime soon. It's definitely an on-road vehicle. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that will change in the future because you know they said that, and this is I, I think this is really important here, and and I, maybe this is where I want to end with uh, with my information. I know there's more to this whole story, and we're probably not covering certain angles that that some people would like us to get to. If you're still in the in the industry or in the business, you'd you'd probably have a lot of questions about this thing. Yeah. Um, and maybe some, but, uh, hopefully some personal encounters. Yeah, oh, that'd be, that'd be that'd great. Be cool to yeah, hear. it would be cool. And who knows, maybe we'll get invited out to see this thing. You never know. Oh, dare to dream. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, they said, you know, we're looking at this as maybe like a springboard for other people to, to create ideas similar to this. You know, uh-huh. we, we've got this, but you know, what, what else what can else you do with is it? There? Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's so much capable now. Now that you see what we can do with, with this, you know this tool. Uh-huh. Maybe you can create something that's similar that uh, that has even greater capability, or um, something different, something dramatically different, or even if it's minor difference, something that that fits your your need, your specific need for when you're shooting a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's really an interesting thought. But what else is possible with this thing? What's the next step? What's the next What's the next Blackbird that's out there? Because I sure wish the Blackbird was my idea. That's a that's a million dollar idea that I that I could have come up with. That's a million. That is, and I. I had another million dollar idea, not car related. I'll tell you off air, but you know I always have some kind of get rich quick scheme. Drive through Salabar. How would that even work, man? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It's an old uh, old family joke. It's an old family joke. Uh, it's, it'd take way too long to explain this. But it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. To, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying I'm skeptical. But yeah, the. Um, Without going into my my new plan for an empire, which also was a food innovation, you're right. This is a brilliant idea, and it brings us to a larger thing. And this is probably the last word I have it on. I have on this now. So, if we just go away from the incredibly clever uh, mechanical aspects and the hardware involved, and we go to the software. What we find is another, there's another commonality in a completely, or a related industry, a cousin of this. And that is the industry of photo retouching. Uh, the vast rate of progress, the, the precipitous rate, the skyrocketing rate of progress in sophistication of photoshopping has made it now uh, has put us in a time now wherein not only is it increasingly difficult to identify a hoaxed photograph, but it's soon going to be virtually impossible. You think so? 
Yes. Impossible. No one can, uh, you know, tear apart the layers or can, uh, can find the original images or any of that stuff. It's going it, to, you're probably right. It's probably going to get to the point where it will be impossible to determine what's real, what's fake. Uh, that's sort of, we're getting really darn close to it right here. Cause yeah. I mean, I've watched, I've watched this thing over and over and over again. And I've, I've tried pausing it at certain points when it's, you know, when the vehicles are, are half skinned and, you know, like it's kind of like that transition point between when you can see the Blackbird and then when it becomes, uh, let's say, the Jaguar mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, the vehicle that they're trying to make it look like. Um, it, it's it's remarkable what they can do with it. I mean, it, it looks so real. And I watched it in real time as well. So you can see it, you know, travel by and, and you're sure. completely fooled by this. It, I mean, the leaves move at the right time. The shadows are right. Mm-hmm. The reflections are right for the environment that it's in. And that's because of that camera array that it has. It's shooting you know what's on the horizon as well and reflecting it into the skin of the vehicle that's on the car it's 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 unbelievable you you truly do have to see it to believe it and yeah. and they're only getting better they're getting better and better at this all the time so i don't think it'll be very long at all before we just can't even discern what is uh you know what's cg and what's what's real what's what's a you know video fx and what's not and uh caveat of course folks while the mill blackbird can have its capabilities modified on its drivetrain to plausibly mimic performance aspects of other vehicles, the majority of which are, you know, ICs right now. Uh, it obviously cannot, you know, attain the speed of a Veyron or something. It obviously can't uh, do all of the things that those supercars or exotic cars can do. It's not a philosopher's stone of the automotive world. It's, uh, you know, Ben, that's just simply more video trickery, though. Right. I mean, you make you make it appear as if it's going 257 miles an hour instead mm-hmm. of instead of the, uh, you know, maybe 25.7 miles per hour. Is that maybe, like, you know, maybe that's how they do it. Is it? <laughs> I feel like we're getting set up for such Rube Goldberg machinery, though, Scott, <laughs> because my first thought was, yeah, Scott's got a Scott's got a good point. You just get the car there. You get the Blackbird there. You uh, you put on a CG Bugatti Veyron skin and you just throw things 200 plus miles an hour across the, the screen. <laughs> and then, sure, it looks like it's going that fast. Oh, sure. And Simple now all we that. have to do, and this is for our friends over at Gem, this is for the legendary Lev, this is for the folks at Mill, at the Mill. Now all we have to do is build a set that can move 250 miles an hour. Yeah, and then you don't even have to have a you know a vehicle that moves at all. Yeah, you're welcome, America. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna need to make like the the world's fastest treadmill <laughs> or a rolling. You know what would work in this case? What's that? They already have they have rolling roads for Formula One testing. That's true. It just seems like you just attach a few trees to that thing. That'd work, right? Yeah. What could go wrong? Attaching trees to a treadmill that's going 250 miles an hour? Absolutely nothing. Maybe a small house off to the side? This is a foolproof plan, this is a my great friend. idea. Fantastic. I'm an idea guy, Ben. <laughs> you're, not, you're a big I'm, picture guy. I'm not really one to implement the plan. I'll come up with the idea. Yeah. And, uh, it's up to you to kind of work out the details, but, uh, but that's, uh, that's the direction we're going. So, this has nothing, this has nothing to do with anything. This is such a tangent. Forgive me, listeners. I, I just want to see what you think about this idea. So, Scott, my old friend, it is no secret that over the years, off-air, I have proposed some, in retrospect, not entirely intelligent plans or ideas. Sure. And I don't uh, apologize for that, but I do acknowledge maybe some of them weren't as cool as I thought they were at the time. Mm-hmm. 
Your ideas are almost always spot on. You think so? I'm skeptical about the salad bar, but that's the first time I've been skeptical. Well, this latest one here, that uh, that definitely would not work. The rolling road idea. You don't think so? Uh, no. No, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I, I'll do some mock-ups and get back to you. Uh, but, but the, the latest, the latest, uh, million dollar idea I had, which was after the, um, turning those mobile gas delivery places into also essentially snack carts. Oh yeah. Great idea. I, I still think that would be a good idea. Yeah, Everything might smell a little like gas. Yep. So we're still working on that one. So a roach coach fuel truck. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was, uh, trying to impress this girl, right? So I was going to cook some something cool, and she's like, curry. So I bought some uh, some curry paste, some legit curry paste. All right. But the stuff I ca- bought, they only had these little tubs that, that are way too much curry because you only need about, like, a travel-sized toothpaste tubes worth of this. Sure. So I thought... You know, people like those food kits now. They like the Blue Apron and the Peach Dish and stuff. Oh, yeah, those are great. Yeah, that's people like those things. So I thought, why not just make one like a travel curry thing? So you have the fresh herbs and you have a little travel-sized toothpaste tube thing in the curry paste. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah, because there's so much waste. There's so much waste. And then you, uh, you know, you package it up, you sell it in the organic section of the supermarket, which means you can automatically charge like three more dollars for it. (laughs) It's, yeah, I have to get rich quick scheme. Is it? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Does it sound like a good idea? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't buy enough curry to really understand, uh, you know, the uh, the economics of the whole thing. See, but, I'm not a curry guy either. Yeah. And once we become curry tycoons, that'll be an interesting piece of trivia. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like the uh, the car stuff guys that that uh, got into the food industry somehow. But now look at them. <laughs> now look at like, us. I don't know, man. I don't know, know if I like curry enough to to uh, to commit to this, but like uh, to sit atop an empire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I would feel like an imposter. <laughs> um, but you know, I I tell you that one just because I was I was thinking of that last night. But be that as it may, uh, another point to make here is that things like the mill blackbird were probably once treated like these cockamamie, you know, blue sky never can happen ideas. And it's real. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to think more and more about what small automotive innovations seem like sci-fi ideas or undoable ideas now and how close we might be to them. I encourage this among all of our listeners in that uh, I used to have, when I, when I did what we were talking about today, when I was in uh, production, yeah. there were a lot of times when you're just waiting around on set and you've got, you know, like all these, all this machinery all around you, you know, you're, you're tearing down engines for, you know, for service training or whatever you're doing and, uh, you know, taking pieces off of cars. And it was really, uh, you know, it was hands on. It was, uh, it was mechanical. It was, it was, it kept your mind focused on, on stuff. But, you know, the downtimes you had, you had times to just sit and, and really do a whole lot of nothing while, you know, mm-hmm. the lighting guys are getting ready or, you know, they're painting certain pieces to make them look camera ready and yeah. getting cameras in right positions and, you know, everything that went along with it. Uh, so you had some some downtime, and a lot of those times I would sit with a uh, you know I'd have pen and paper nearby all the time, and I was always writing down ideas. And, and oh yeah, I thought, and I think I've told you this in, in the past, and I, I hope our listeners get a chance to do this type of type of stuff as well. But if you get a, a few minutes to even just sit and look at just the simplest of of things, you can usually find a better way to do it, or you can think of a better way to do it. And if right. you sketch down that idea and you, you kind of let let it sit for a while and you think about it, and maybe if you're you're okay at you know drawing 
little diagrams or, you know, whatever. Nice. There are times when you can, like, come close to getting that idea, like, you think, like, well, I could make some money doing this, and then you can investigate that however you want. But I had a, I had notebooks full of, of sketches and ideas and, and things, and I, I thought for a long, long time, and I know I've told you this, Ben, I, I thought for a long time, for about a decade, that I was eventually going to invent something mechanical that was going to make me a fortune. I was going to, I was going to retire on that money. I think you still will. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have the time to, to sit and do that kind of thing anymore. If I did, I think maybe I'd have something, but I, I almost want to look back at some of my old notebooks yeah. and, and see what's there because it's probably going to be comical to me now, you know, or, or something that I didn't realize was already there, you know, was already invented. And that's the other thing. Is oh, that, you know, yeah. It seems that's like, a rough one. It seems like everything exists already. You I've, know? you know what? I've got, I've got books of, invention ideas or thoughts as well yeah uh and you're a young man yet so well maybe got, but got time and i always thought it was going to be something mechanical i thought i was going to invent something mechanical and that was going to be uh you know the end of it there i'd be an inventor i thought i was i was a little bit the opposite i thought i was going to invent something so stupid and simple that no one else like sure surely hundreds of thousands of other people have thought about it but i was going to be the one person I guess naive enough to say this is worth it. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, because look at all the things that people thought would never work that do, yeah. you know? So, uh, you gotta have the guts to, to do it. You gotta have the, uh, you know, well, the ability, I guess, to come up with the idea, you know, the, the thought process, but then following the right channels and all that. But you also have to have the guts to believe in what you've, yeah. you've thought of and what you've invented. And, and, and I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that stuff like this comes out occasionally that we, mm-hmm. we get, you know, to see some people who are real, I mean, like true innovators in, in their field. And, uh, and this is definitely one of those things. I mean, it, it's, it's a game changer for, um, you know, automotive advertising. It really yeah. is. It, it really, really is. And, and man, may, who knows, Ben, maybe, maybe someday you'll, uh, some of the ideas out of your notebooks will be game changers as well. Hey, look at us. Couple of Da Vinci's over here. Uh, well, yeah. we hope so. Well, I used to, I, I had a bad, uh, tendency when i was a kid to think i was inventing stuff that had already been invented well do you think a lot of people have similar ideas Cause, i mean it can't just be the two of us of course i mean no i'm, I'm not i don't know you know i haven't taken a, a poll around how stuff works or anything but i would guess that a lot of people around here have you know ideas for inventions i would think hmm. it seems know. to be that you know, kind of business in, inventing stuff or just speculating on an invention in one's spare time is something that not a lot of adults do just as a creative exercise, you know? And, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think most people do it when they're younger. Well, that's, that's what, you know, the, the trap I fell into, I guess it was 15 years ago when, you know, I probably last did this. Oh, you've got so much good stuff kicking around up there. I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, the, so if you're okay with it, Scott listeners, I I'd like to ask you, do you have, an invention that you've been working on, or do you have a, a story about that? Do you have a patent? Do you have a patent? Yes, or is it pending? And uh, and which the, also counts. Which also counts legally. It does. And uh, what do you think about the the mill blackbird? Is this a novelty? Will people stick to the conventional way of filming vehicles? You know, or will they? I don't. I could also see this coming in handy for wrecks, uh, yeah. staged wrecks in film. I, I see. Uh, here's the way I see it, Ben. I, th- I see it as I, I think they're going to continue to shoot uh, traditional vehicles. You know, the uh, the the old way, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, conventional vehicles. But this is going to. This is definitely going to have a place in a lot of 
studios, a lot of agencies oh, that, yeah. that do this kind of thing. I wonder how many orders they've got for this vehicle already, or this type mm-hmm. of vehicle already. Or maybe, you know, the... Uh, Trying to call and get uh, get the rights to produce something very similar to this type of vehicle. I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thought, though. Like, you know, is this going to be the new way, or is this just going to be a way to uh, to make it a little bit easier in those you know times when it's when it's tricky? Yeah, yeah. So let us know what you think. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we got a little off track there at the end, but uh, it's still uh, semi related, right? Ooh, we didn't get off track, my friend. I derailed <laughs> you very politely, uh, very, very politely said, remember what we're supposed to be talking about. I'm surprised we... It wasn't curry? It wasn't curry <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I think some of those side conversations are, are fun. I think it's a good... I, I just wish I liked curry more, man. Or maybe I just need more gumption. <laughs> but, uh, but Maybe. But be that as it may, uh, we uh, do hope that... Uh, you have a story for us, for your fellow listeners, about your thoughts on the Mill Blackbird, whether uh, mechanical, whether waxing a little bit philosophical. Uh, you can also contact us on Facebook and Twitter. Check our Facebook and Twitters, CarStuffHSW, for the Mill Blackbird video, which we will be posting so you can get a closer look at this amazing vehicle. And if you want to check out any of the other audio podcasts we have ever done, well, you are in luck, my friend. Not only are they all at CarStuffShow.com, but they are all completely free. And if that still isn't quite what you're looking for, if you have a longer story to tell us, if you have some pictures you want to send us, if you have, most importantly, a suggestion for a topic we should cover in the future, you can write to us directly. We are carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fairs. Discover more at Viking.com. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit Slack.com to get started.